Episode 16, Creating Sense Out of the Mess. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hi, elite educators. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson here to empower you to reach your potential. In fact, I call you elite because only an elite educator would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this to help hone their craft. Today, I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about making sense out of your mess. really excited because today's episode is unlike anything I have done before. And if I want to be true to myself, then when something inspires me, I have to go with it. So I had planned on talking to you today about a different topic, but I decided to hold off for another week because something happened to me this week that I thought was so important and could have such an amazing impact on you. And I want to make sure I get it to you as fast as I can. So the story is a friend of mine and I were chatting through Voxer. If you don't know what Voxer is, it's an app on your phone that's a walkie-talkie. And so this reminds me of way back when, when there used to be Nextel walkie-talkies. And I used to get so annoyed that people would walk around having their personal conversations for everyone to hear. But this app is different. It kind of developed because we are all in a text-crazy phenomenon right now. But a lot of us are also on the go, and texting and driving, as we all know, is extremely unsafe. So this app allows you to keep in contact with people without having to keep typing or reading. So a lot of the times, I'm chatting with my friends who might not have an iPhone that has the capability of sending a voice text but I can chat with them and get caught up on what's happening in everyone's lives. So it's really an amazing app, and I've used it Connect solely with educators who are now my friends and my mentors, and just having that positive energy pour into me really helps me go throughout the day. So I was chatting with a friend of mine who I know through Twitter. We started um, a, a Twitter chat for our district And we had connected through that and saw each other just maybe a handful of times and kind of lost touch throughout uh, the last two years as that Twitter chat stopped. And um, we reconnected at an ed camp we had here in town two weekends ago. And we just had a blast catching up. But when I looked at her, I could see this pain. And I don't think she wanted anyone to see it, but I recognized the pain because I was there. And so she said something to me, I really want to catch up with you. And to me, that was her way of letting me know she needs to talk to me about something, but right now is not the time or the place, and it's a pretty serious thing. So throughout the next couple days, we stayed in touch. We created a Voxer group for uh, the Twitter chat people that put it on a couple years ago. So it's a great way to keep connected with all those amazing educators 
And she shared something that she'd been going through a really hard time. So I side voxed her, which means you just one-on-one versus the group. And said, listen, if you need anything, like, I am here. I am sure there is someone in our realm who has been through whatever it is you're going through. But I just want to extend the invitation that if you want to chat or you want to vent or you want to cry, I, I am here for you. Well, that's exactly what happened. A few hours later, the voxes continued and she shared her story and I shared mine. And I left feeling like, we are not alone. I felt alone. She feels alone. But then when we shared our stories, it was like, man, we're in the same boat, just not at the same time. And I wonder how many other people out there are experiencing the same thing and feeling just as lonely. So I asked her permission if I could use some of our Vox conversations for this podcast episode today. I promised I wouldn't share who she is, uh, where she works, where she's from, and all that. So I just ask that you listen to what she has to say and what I have to say and really reflect on what your own experiences are. And I hope that this touches someone out there and brings encouragement and empowerment to them as well. So the vision I have for this episode is I'm going to insert some of the conversation we had over Voxer and then I'll chime in with my commentary. Like I said, I've never done this before. It's kind of a hybrid episode where it's topic-based, but it's also uh, (laughs) semi-interview. So I'm just going to go with it, and I hope you enjoy it. So let's just dive in. I just wanted to tell you thank you for taking time to um, share a kind word. It really means everything a lot. It's just been a hard year, and I would like to talk more about it, but at the same time, I don't want to, like, overextend my conversation welcome, and I'm really working hard to find gratitude and try not to stay in a bad or negative place, but um, I'm just very, very frustrated. All right, so I'm going to pause the conversation, time out for a minute. And say, as you can tell, we are discussing frustration over work. And our story really has to do with how a frustration at work spills over into the rest of your life. And it starts affecting you. It starts affecting your family. It starts affecting the job you do. So let's dive back in and hear more of the conversation. And I don't mean this in a selfish way at all. But I am so tired of being this frog that jumps from lily pad to lily pad with no focus. And then I try to create my focus, you know, take that initiative, and that's misinterpreted. And um, we did have a meeting Monday, and supposedly um, things will be more focused and different, but... um, I'm not really sure, like, I start believing these things, and then they never come true. I want to time us out again, because I think this is something everyone feels, is at school, you come in in the morning with a plan, you know exactly what you're going to do, maybe you've gotten some feedback that tells you you need to do something different, everyone's on the same page, and then it changes, and you're frustrated thinking, But this isn't what we agreed upon, or this isn't what we decided, this isn't what was said to me. 
and things get better or, or then they end up getting worse. And so as she's stating, it's all these false promises. And it's not because people don't have the best of intentions, but everyone's getting pulled in multiple directions and it changes the course of the ship. But the people that are on the ship are the ones getting seasick because it's a yo-yo effect and you're told one thing and it never comes to fruition and that begins that frustration. Let's go ahead and dive back in. And I just really want to be in a place where um, I'm around people who like to grow and learn and support and um, uplift others and I just want to be in a place where my skill set can be maximized and is expected to be maximized and where I can perhaps um, inspire or start some initiatives or support initiatives and then be able to stay and watch things flourish or coach if they're not flourishing and then just see like the outcomes of things that we start or put into place. Okay, time out. Does this not sound like an amazing educator? I mean, if I were the leader of a school, this is the person I want at my site. This is someone I want in front of students each and every day because they love what they do. You can just hear the passion she has for education. I mean, it breaks my heart to know that our best talent are the most frustrated. Why is that? I want to go ahead and hear more. So let's dive back into that conversation. I have no doubt that I, I mean, I built some great relationships, but it's just, um, it, I just feel really empty right now. And, um, and that's hard. And I do feel like I'm making it sound like it's about me and I'm not trying to. I just, um, I, I just know it's a basic human need to be needed. And um, there's just no rhyme or reason. And I'm at the point where I just need, um, I just, I need focus. I need intentionality. I need alignment. I need a PLN that I work with that is aligned and learning centered. Um, and, and I'm not saying that against my team, but I just feel like where I am is so dysfunctional that I just can't make sense of it. And I spend a lot of energy and time that's valuable um, either working on things that the next day I'm told, oh, we're not doing it that way. And timing back out again. I love what she is saying about a PLN, a professional learning network. I have had some amazing relationships with those that I work with. But it wasn't until I discovered these Twitter chats that happen weekly with people around the world that I started realizing how much energy I was getting and inspiration from these other people. Because although I'm stuck within the, the walls of my classroom, I don't have to be. I can search elsewhere for people that can lift me up, who can recognize me for things that others aren't seeing, or I'm starting to doubt in myself. And you hear this in her voice. She's starting to be convinced that the value she's bringing is not worthy or it's not at the right time. But either way, how do you keep feeling great about yourself 
when everything around you continues to change and you've just spent hours pouring in to this thing that you love and although you have good working relationships, they're not uplifting ones. They're not ones that pour into you and remind you, thank you for being here. You are really creative. Your strength is connecting with people and without those attributes, we would not be where we are. I mean, a simple compliment, but we're all so stuck in the day-to-day rush of what's happening at the school that we forget to look at the talent around us and just say thank you. That is what keeps people coming back day in and day out, is I see you. I appreciate what you're doing. I hired you to do a great job, and you're actually doing a better job than I had even ever imagined. So I think what she's saying, she's reaching out, but there's no one there to fill her up. Her team is great, but they're really not seeing her frustration or understanding what she's going through or even really knowing that she needs someone by her side for a minute for that support. And when she's crying out for a PLN, I mean, that just, that hurts me because everyone should be surrounded by people who are moving in the same direction. It makes me feel like she is in the middle of some chaotic town center. Everyone is rushing, rushing, but in multiple directions and she's trying so hard to get it organized and get everyone lined up and get everyone moving forward and every time she turns and thinks she's got it figured out someone's turning around or to the right or to the left or and it's like they can never gain momentum and she's thinking to herself are we in this together or are we not I feel like an island I feel like I am spinning my wheels and I have no one here next to me fighting the fight with me And you can just see her gas tank going to empty. She's crying out for support and she's not finding it. Oh my gosh, this just, it hurts me so much because as I've said, I have been to that place and you'll hear my story in a moment. But hearing someone else go through it, all you want to do is rescue. So let's dive in and and hear what she has to say next. I also just take it very personally because I take teaching and learning very seriously. You know, it's not just a job. Um, What we do as educators is critical. It is so important. And I'm not saying that in an elitist way toward people with other careers, but we're dealing with kids, you know, and that's a big deal. And um, so I do take it very personally. And I do worry maybe more than I should. I don't look at my job as a means to an end at all. I, I look at it as a way to hopefully make somebody's day better, hopefully make somebody feel stronger, um, help them be a little smarter than they were a little while ago, um, because we're not static creatures. You know, we're either going to progress or we're going to regress. And I want to be on the team that helps people make progress. All right, time out. Who doesn't want to hire her? I mean, I know she's taken and she's not trying to leave, but if I were a leader, I would be all over her because she is a selfless educator. It is all about the team feel. It's all about the kids. Every intention of hers is pure. And she comes from such an honest place where she just wants to do good and she wants to help others do good. She wants to help others become their best selves. 
And what I worry about is she is getting lost in all this craziness and is not able to make sense of the mess that she's in. And I worry that if this continues, she will walk away because she is so unhappy. She might just take the next opportunity that comes that could put a smile on her face because she is nearing desperation. That's why I talk to teachers who are in distress and I create this podcast because I know what you're going through and how you're feeling, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so this episode is really to help work through what you are feeling, all these frustrations and, as she was mentioning, some anxiety, and find your purpose. Create that environment that you are going to be productive and happy so you can do your thing because your talent is not able to come to fruition when you're frustrated. You have way too many roadblocks to really showcase what you can do. And if you really want to give back, you have to have a freeway and not a forest. So let's dive in and hear from me and how I responded to her. Oh, man, your heart must just be so heavy. And it brings me back to that awful place two years ago when I decided I needed to leave the classroom. And it came because I was being pulled in multiple directions. And I think one thing I knew that I needed to be careful of is when teachers leave Mm -hmm. the classroom but stay in a school, they end up doing things or being told to do things that aren't really what they were hired to do, aren't in their skill set, aren't really requirements of the job, but you just kind of, they need help and they go to you and then you're getting burnt out and you know, because you're, you love education and you love your students and you love the school family, you want to do a great job. So, of course, you give it your all. And then, like you said, your family mm-hmm. doesn't get the best of you. And that's the people that should get the best of you. And I also was feeling like testing had overcome school and everything was about data. And I just wanted to teach and love on kids. And I felt like if I didn't have a tracker in front of me 24-7, that admin would come in and say, I wasn't a great teacher because I didn't write down every thought someone said or put a plus or a minus if they got the standard or the objective. Like I became a teacher because I love kids and I want to make them have the best future possible. And that means that I help you set goals and develop who your strong self is going to be, you know, teach you to be a great person full of character model student, whatever that could look like in their own life. And I felt like I was getting further and further from why I got into the profession. And so when you're talking, I just hear that desire in you that you're on fire for education. But when you look around you, it's not where you thought you'd be. It's not you're almost stuck in this forest when you want to be out in the garden. And it's like, how did I get in so deep? And how do I get back out? How do I recenter myself? How do I find my purpose? How do I make people happy with me? You're kind of stuck. So I completely get it. And I'm glad that you felt that you could just say it. Because the best thing that happened to me was going to people I cared about in education. When you talk to someone who you admire, and they look at you and say, like, I get it, or they validate that it's okay that you feel this way, like you're not a sinner, (laughs) you're not an awful educator, um, that you do have value and that this could just be a season or this could. And so think to yourself, you know, is this a season where I'm just going to push through and there is gold at the end of the rainbow? 
or is it something that is letting me know that I need to pause and maybe I need to be in education in a different way for a season and then come back. You know, I may end up going back to the classroom, but I know right now I'm not best utilized there. One, I feel like I have so much I want to share with teachers that being with students full time wouldn't allow me to do that. And then also this season of just data, data, data and testing isn't where my heart is. And I think it would make me hate education and leave it all together. So it's best that I'm kind of out on the side talking and learning about things I want to. And it's rejuvenated me. I mean, when I first left, I thought I'd never go back. Are you kidding me? But now I'm like, you know, I kind of miss it and I, I love it again and whatever. So I don't really know how much of this is, is helpful for you, but I do hope that you know that there are a lot of us who feel it. And it's usually the ones who put everything they've got into it. Because I don't think you'd, you'd be feeling the way you feel if you could just leave at three o'clock and throw it behind you and not care and go hang out with your family or do a project someone asked you to do and do it half-hearted. You know, you're someone that's going to go above and beyond because your name's on it and you do great work. And that pressure, yes, is something we put on ourselves, but that just shows how much you're dedicated and how much you love it. So don't punish yourself by saying, like, do I need to choose between doing a great job or my family? I think then you need to really look at what am I prioritizing right now and is it worth it? You know, you have to prioritize work because that's where the money's coming from. But at the same time, really thinking about is this healthy for me? I totally was just miserable. My husband thought I needed to go talk to a counselor. Like he thought I was very depressed and I was, but I was saying I wasn't. I was like, oh, it's just the situation. You know, it'll get better. I'm just in a bad mood today. And no, I was in like a work depression. I felt like I had all these talents that weren't getting utilized. I wasn't helping anyone. And we all know that that's an intrinsic motivator. And I also felt like no one was pouring back into me. It was just all negative feedback, not necessarily about me as a person or me as a teacher, but just the environment. Everything was just negative. Like, you're not growing enough and so-and-so is not doing enough. And I just, it was to the point where I said, like, I am a miserable form of myself. And how much more can I allow myself to feel this way? Because it's affecting my relationships. It's affecting how I treat my kids and how I interact. And I couldn't even, I didn't even want to put up a bulletin board because I was just, who cared? You know, I just started hating every inch and crevice of why I got into it. Um, so I hope you know there are tons of us out there that feel it. Your story is if you stay that it gets so much better and that this pain teaches you something or maybe it opens your eyes to a new avenue where you can have an impact. But really just, just keep searching within yourself as to what's the best thing for you to do because your health and your sanity and your happiness is so much more important. I said to myself, I can either teach and, and I'm a great teacher and these kids would learn and they'd grow. But I have to come first, and that was really, really hard to say. I felt that that was very egotistical, it was very selfish. But at the end of the day, those kids deserve a happy teacher, and I wasn't. And so even if a teacher came in there with less qualifications or experience, but they were happy, that can move mountains. And it would be selfish of me to stay. The sky's the limit now. And everyone always says, every time they see me, you are so friggin' happy. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just me. Like, 
I'm sorry that the me you knew was not my the best version of myself. I really let work like weigh me down and I kind of lost myself. But this is who I am. This is me. And I'm so glad that it, it wasn't too late. And you remind me of someone who just is full of energy and positivity. And so I can imagine you're experiencing the side of yourself that you're maybe not proud of because I know I wasn't proud of it. You know, I was just a grouch and I was negative and just, oh, ho-hum. Um. All right, so timing back out. That was me sharing a little bit of my story of how I decided to step out of the classroom and lead teachers, especially new teachers, in a direction by being employed by an educational nonprofit So as you can see, I love education. Uh, I didn't want to completely stop, but I knew I had to switch things up. And staying at my current school and even semi in the district, I knew at this moment wasn't a great fit for me. But it doesn't mean it's not a great fit for everyone. And, And so what's great about my position now is I'm partnered with my school district. So I still get to go into the same schools and see those smiling faces of my kids and fellow teachers and get to have a different type of impact. So I think my story really was my current job title was not where I was best utilized. And all of this frustration and negative energy really pushed me out. It forced me to make a move. And I'm glad I did because now I'm so much happier being able to reach more teachers and it's fulfilling. And so I know that without that pain, I would have probably never searched for another option to remain in the field and have a different type of impact if that hurt wasn't as bad as it was. And so I want you to look at your own situation. Maybe it's something that is just a season, as I was saying to her, or maybe it's something bigger and it's pushing you down another avenue, a different pathway that's really where you're meant to be. And so without pain, there's no progress. And I'm thankful for mine. It stinks at the time to go through it, but it really did get me on the right track. And so I have hope for everyone listening that this pain is here to teach you something. But let's dive in and hear more from her. Gretchen, you have no idea how much I needed what you shared. Like, it's no coincidence that you shared your story with me because I was like a bobblehead. Like, yep, uh uh-huh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, and I'm not proud of it, but um, I was so Like, I love what you said, work depressed, because it wasn't everything in my life that was wrong. But I recently, recently took several days off, and I did find a therapist to talk to because my husband was like, he's like, I've never seen you like this. I did not care. I I was just absolutely empty, and I don't think I've ever felt so hopeless in my life, and that was horrible. It's dark, and it's horrible, and it's all-consuming. It's like a monster. I, I, I was a mess, and I think just, you know, like you said, the balance and then the drive and not, well, the drive into work, yes, but like the, our inner drive. Um, I knew I wasn't my best me, and I didn't know how to be my best me, and part of me didn't want to take the steps to be my best me. I was just like, this is just too much, and it doesn't even matter because we do these things. We spend all these hours on this work, and then it unravels the next day. So it's like, what's the point? Like, why do I even do this? Because it's a ridiculous waste of time. Um, 
And I was just absolutely, um, I've never been like that, ever. I mean, ever. I mean, there have been times, sure, where I've been sad or questioned, you know, am I doing the right thing? But um, I, you know, you talk about, you know, somebody not knowing your best you. But I have to tell you, when I knew you, Gretchen, you're amazing. But I totally hear the joy and the freedom and the happiness in your voice. But I never, when we were interacting, felt like, yeah, she's not, you know, she doesn't seem to be too happy or um, she sure is, you know, whatever. Never, never, I mean, never, never got that from you. So just know that. And, um, but I am so in my heart, warm, you know, happy because you sound amazing and it just, I love hearing people who are happy. I love hearing the sincerity and the excitement and the passion I, because I know that it's a possibility, you know, that I could have that again too. And um, and just the fact that you took the time and entrusted me with that conversation um, it means a lot. It means a lot to me because, like, things you're sharing, you know, aren't the kinds of things that we share with um, with just everybody. But I feel like we need to know that we can share more because there's so much strength in our stories and there's so much strength. I mean, I think we all have more similarities um, than we probably ever could realize. And so, um, like, I, I totally got your story and I totally was grateful you shared it. And you're right. We're not alone. Absolutely not alone. And um, that's something I don't ever want to forget. All right, so I want to time out here. I don't want anyone listening thinking that education is awful and all the teachers have to go to therapy. So let me just say, this could happen in any work environment. The reason I felt like I wanted to share this intimate conversation we had over Voxer was because we were realizing how similar our feelings and stories were. And that means that there's many more out there. And I was shocked when she said, I had no idea you were going through that. I mean, I wear my emotions on my sleeve, so I must have done a bang-up job that day every time I would talk with her because I was just feeling down. But then I remembered that my connection with her was my safety net. She is part of a group of people that were my first true PLN. Although it was online and started through Twitter, we do work in the same district, so we are able to see each other every now and again. But they were my happy place. So it makes sense she never saw it because every time that I was with them, it was like rejuvenating for me, like a day at the spa when you need it so badly. And so I really want you guys to know, and even if you're not feeling how either of us, or how she's feeling now, but how I was feeling, there is someone that you're working with that feels this. And what is so scary is it could go unnoticed, and then that person slips into this deep, dark depression. And what we really need to do is tap in to people. We are in the people business. If we don't take care of ourselves first, we cannot take care of anyone else. And so as a teacher, if I didn't make sure that I was sane and healthy and happy, I couldn't help my students grow and develop. 
It, it's like what they say on the airplane, you know, grab your oxygen mask first, adults, then help the person sitting next to you. Because if you aren't getting what you need to be your best, you can't help anybody else. You have to love yourself first. You have to get yourself to a healthy place. And it doesn't need to go to the length that it did for either one of us that I thought about therapy, but just decided to take a risk and try a different route in education. And it worked for her. She ended up going that route and it's helped her a lot, be able to get it off her chest. So she's not holding it in, but that's not going to help. That's just a bandaid. What she really needs is a group of people surrounding her to give her the gas she needs to keep going. And so I'm glad that we crossed paths at this moment because you know I'm going to be her number one cheerleader, checking in on her every day, making sure she's got a smile because she's got so much to give. We can't stand a loser. We need her. So let's dive in and hear what I had to say next. This group has really been uh, the beginning of, of it all for me, to be honest. It helped me see beyond my school helped me find people who were like me. I thought I was like the only one and helped me stay positive. Um, and so when uh, the chat kind of died off last year, I was like, oh man, that's, that was my family. Like they forever have a special place in my heart. Just some really good, solid people that are here uh, working with my same kids that I love and living in the same town. So it's just great. But anyways, feel free to keep chatting and, and throwing stuff my way as you have questions or you, you know, are trying to figure things out or if you just really just want to cry because there were days where I literally just hated my life. And there was nothing wrong with my life. Let's just say it. It, it was a great life. But I was worn down. I didn't have an ounce to fight the fight. And I had to tap out. Um, hopefully you can are, are much stronger and can hang in and I'm wishing that for you. So send in the best your way. So I'm going to time out for the rest of the episode and stop our Vox conversation there. But the whole point of this episode is to make sense out of the mess that you find yourself in. So for me, I knew I was feeling all of these feelings and I had to understand what they were telling me, why I was feeling them and then you start problem solving. Okay, well, I'm miserable because I'm not getting enough sleep. So I'm so cranky in the morning. It's like, okay, so I have to do something at nighttime to eliminate whatever I have going on so that I can go to bed at an early time. So I started cutting out, you know, personal obligations. And then I just felt like I was at school for five minutes and something would go wrong. And I just went to 10. Like I was just distraught over the smallest things. And I really just didn't have an outlet. So when my kids were at specials or at lunch, I turned on Pandora in my room, shut my door, and just blasted fun, silly music because I needed a quick pick-me-up. I only had 30 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes, to get in my zen place, and I was affecting these kids. And I don't even know if they noticed. I'm saying I was affecting them, but I just didn't want to be that person in front of them is really what I'm saying. And that definitely helps. So taking out things that I didn't 100% have to do helped in my schedule. Getting more sleep, you know, blasting fun music. Coming home to a husband that just let me say what I needed to say. Just be unfiltered. Because I had two girlfriends at school that knew what I was going through. But I never really went into too much detail because I just didn't want to talk about it while I was at school. I felt it was going to take me down a dark tunnel I wouldn't be able to get out of. 
Um, but he just let me be unfiltered. And if it put me in a bad mood, at least I was by myself and it was okay. So I'm so thankful that he didn't try and solve my problem. He didn't give suggestions. He just let me scream and yell and cry and just be sad. And he just wanted so badly for me to be in a better place. And for everyone out there, that's what your loved ones want. They want you to be in a better, healthier place. And education is the greatest job. It just happened to be that that place for me at that moment wasn't the right fit and I had to do something. And, you know, just one decision changed the trajectory and I am so much more appreciated in what I'm doing and, and I love what I'm doing and it's just reinvigorated me. It's it's almost like I forget about that pain and so when I heard from her, it just brought it all back. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to feel this again. But watching her story unfold will be interesting. You know, maybe she's going to be such a change agent because this pain has gotten to that point And she's going to help make that safe place at her school. Or maybe she realizes she needs to be in a different role. Maybe it's not in a classroom. Maybe it's not in managing other teachers. Maybe it's something at the district level, or maybe it's a nonprofit like I'm working for. And you know what? Teachers are always teachers. So maybe after this phase, I'll go back and, and maybe she'll end up staying or if she leaves, she'll come back. And so I don't want this to be a sad, depressing episode. I just want you guys that are out there feeling distressed that you're not alone and there's a reason for the way things are happening. And if you've done everything you can do to change the things you have control to change and you're still feeling that way, you need an outlet. You need that PLN. You need people who are in education who get it. Because as much as I love my husband, he just didn't really understand why certain things were a big deal or why it frustrated me so much. And so having someone who's in education be like, oh my God, me too. It, for whatever reason, as silly as it sounds, makes you feel great. But in addition to a PLN, having people that are like your mentors who you can look up to, finding a positive group of educators is so important. And that's why Twitter has been great. Voxer is another amazing platform. You just find these people who are on fire and love it. And they give you ideas to try new things. And because of they're so happy, it makes you happy. And you feel like, okay, so just because the person that is next door to me is a negative person or just because... I am not doing it the way my principal wants. Doesn't mean I'm a bad teacher. Like, look at all these great ideas. I'm surrounded by people who are coming together to make the whole of us greater. And it's just really empowering. And so you're not alone. There are a lot of resources out there. Um, keep fighting. Keep figuring out what your mess is teaching you because everyone's journey is different. I'm not advocating one way or another. I certainly just want what's best for you. If you need someone to talk to, please email me. It's Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com. I will definitely get back to you. We can hop on a Google Hangout and just talk it out. I mean, this is what we're all here for, to, to bring each other up to where we deserve to be. And I know that just in one quick Vox conversation with her, that she's already having a better mindset and a better perspective, and that could get her back on track. Uh, so it could be just a simple change to really help you not feel so frustrated and fall in love with education all over again because it is the best, most rewarding job ever. I am so proud to be an educator. I love everything that it stands for. But just like anything in life, there are obstacles. There are barriers, and you got to work your way through it. 
But you really got to be honest with yourself. You got to do some self-reflection. You got to do some problem solving. But we're here to support you through it. So thank you for listening to today's podcast on creating sense of the mess that you find yourself in. Reach out, build that PLN. It doesn't have to be just in your school building. There's lots of educators who are ready to be there alongside you as you fight this amazing fight and really help students become the best that they can be. Thanks so much. Have an amazing week. And I know you will because you have just been empowered. This episode was sponsored by the Education Podcast Network. Go check it out, edupodcastnetwork.com, to find some amazing educational podcasts to get your day started off right. Hey, elite educators, if you want to get empowered, grab my free webinar that will walk you through how to become a connected educator via Twitter chats. They're super easy to do, and you can do them whenever or however much you want. I met some amazingly powerful educators who are now my mentors and close friends. I grew so much as a classroom teacher, and I want you to do the same. So grab your cell phone, text these words, Twitter chat webinar. A quick hint, it has to be typed as one word. To this phone number, 33444, and you'll gain access to this free guidance. Let me say that one more time. Just text the words Twitter chat webinar, but don't forget it has to be typed as one word. To the number 33. Four, 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 and you'll get this for free. You owe it to yourself and your students to be your best. So go check it out. Calling elite educators. Are you in need of feeling empowered by someone who is just like you, who does just what you do and well, just gets it? Then hop on over to alwaysalesson.com to learn more on the blog for tips and tricks of remaining passionate about your current work. Also, check out our social media links for more personal connection to other elite educators just like you. And if you're a newbie educator, grab a copy of my book, Elementary Education 101, What They Didn't Teach You in College to ensure you beat the learning curve and end your first year ahead of the game. Alwaysalesson.com provides something for everyone. So elite educators, stop by today and get empowered.